You're listening to episode four of Try Talk SA. My name is Brad Brown. Thank you for taking the time to download and listen to this weekly podcast on uh, triathlon in South Africa for South Africans. Uh, busy show lined up for you again this week. I was lucky enough to catch up with Richard Murray, who is racing on the International Triathlon Union circuit at the moment. Uh, and uh, it was shortly after his race uh, at Kitzbühel, which uh, the organizers call probably the toughest race in the world. Uh, an unbelievable course. Caught up with Richard uh, after that race. Also chatted to one of South Africa's top age groupers, uh, a guy by the name of Tracy Markham, who's represented South Africa and also raced at the highest level at the uh, 70.3 World Champs at Las Vegas. Caught up with her this week as well. And then speaking of Ironman-sanctioned events, also caught up with uh, the race director of the 5150 series of races that are taking place later this year. Uh, one in Bella Bella and the second in Ikuruleni, uh, Vadnus Smith. We chatted to him on this week's show as well to find out what's happening with the 5150 series of races, uh, what you can look forward to, when entries close, and how you can go about doing exactly what you're doing. Some exciting things happening on the local triathlon front, particularly if you live in Johannesburg, but we'll chat to Vadner a little bit later on in this week's program as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, as always, you can drop us an email podcast at trytalksa.co.za you can follow us on twitter at trytalksa or like our facebook page just search for trytalksa Uh, it's as easy as that let's get into this week's show Well, we've been uh, sort of lucky enough uh, on on Teddy the last few weeks uh, to get some broadcast of uh, the ITU series races that are happening uh, in Europe. Obviously, there's lots happening in Europe at the moment. Winter here in South Africa, so not much happening on the local scene. So it's really cool to to be able to see some really good international racing. We chatted to to Vian Sulvalt on Tri Talk SA just a few weeks ago, and I'm really chuffed to to get another one of the South Africans that's racing on the European circuit onto the show this week. Uh, he's in Austria at the moment. Uh, Richard Murray, welcome on to Try Talk SA, mate. Great stuff, yeah. Thanks. I've been I've been following your guys' progress and stuff the last couple of weeks and things, and it looks like you you've got your act going together. So it's great, great to finally have a chat. Brilliant, Richard. We, I was watching that race. I, I can't even remember what night it was on telly here, and I'm I'm floored by the sort of course that they they made you guys race on, and and you you one of the the biggest sort of guys. I mean, you're not big by any stretch of the imagination, but you're one of the bigger guys on the circuit. Tell me a little bit about that race last weekend. How tough was it? Oof, you know, before the race, I kind of knew what to expect. We'd done some, you know, done some training that was pretty similar, um, and I looked at it and I thought, yeah, you know, it's going to be it's going to be pretty tough. You know, the legs are going to there's going to be a few spots where you're going to almost want to give up, but you're going to push through and. You know, she's from about, I got about halfway up that mountain because it was, I think we did about 870 meters of elevation of climbing in, I think it was just over seven kilometers. Um, so it's like, four, I think it was like 13% average, something like a gradient. Um, and I got about halfway up that mountain and I, I started to doubt myself a little bit because it was so painful. And, you know, a couple of guys were coming past and I was getting a bit demotivated and I was like, you know, just keep, stay in there. you got to finish this. And, yeah, it was you know it was it was quite a monster, and I mean, needed the gearing. My gearing was slightly you know I needed I needed one more one more one or two more teeth on the back of my back of my cassette, and would have made it a bit easier on myself. Yeah, it was it was mannequin. I mean, you look at a guy like Henry Skuman who who had an absolute blinder. Uh, I, I look at I look at the sort of margins in a race like that, and and you look at. Sort of, you really need to be up there with with the guys out the water if you, if you want to be competitive. Am, am, I, am I right or not? 
Um, funny enough, the guy that came second in the event uh, came out in the storm about five, about a couple of seconds before me. Um, and they didn't give him. Um, he's actually in our squad. He's actually here with us in Austria as well. His name's uh, uh, Mario Mo- Mario Mola from Spain. Yep. Um, and yeah, he came out. He came out in the bunch. And funny enough, he was such a good climber. He managed to catch his way up to the front guys and actually drop them. And he was actually in second, so halfway up the mountain. So you know, in a mountain in a mountain race like this, it's it's pretty much won and lost on the bike. Um, it's pretty similar, you know, pretty similar to the normal triathlon. But you know, it's, you can actually work your way up from the back if you're a very good climber. Um, but I mean, yeah, usually in you know the season, it's been uh, there's been a couple of gaps out the swim and stuff, and guys have noticed it, and guys have actually put the work in on the bike, and they've come away with a you know come away with a with the medals and the money. Yeah, and, and I mean, you, you're talking about the bike. I mean, your bike's pretty decent. Your run's fantastic. I, I, I speak under correction, but the swim's probably been your weakest discipline. But I know you've been putting tons of work into that. How's that been going? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's been. I wouldn't say an, an uphill challenge, but you know, there's at the start of at the start of my career, I realized it was my weakest one, and you know, I realized there's a lot of things I need to need to be put in place and done to get better. And you know, over the last couple of years, I've been seeing progress. You know, every every year has gone round. I've been getting a bit closer and a bit closer. And you know, a lot of guys, you know, didn't realize when I started the series, I was pretty much. Um, pretty much one of the last guys out of the water every single time, and you know I didn't even have a bunch to ride with. Uh, and now I'm coming out midfield, uh, you know, three years later. Um, so you know it's been a, it's been it's been getting better every single year, and they still say you know it's one of my weakest ones. And you know I'm I'm working to make it so that it's on par with you know the rest of the guys. And yeah, I mean I came, I think I was about just over, uh, just under 30 seconds behind the leaders out the swim. Um, in the race in Kitchbill, and you know, so it's it's getting close and getting closer. So you know, hopefully in the next next year or two, I'm going to be right up there with the front guys. And that's obviously the plan, Richard. I mean, you 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 probably targeting the the Rio Olympics. That's probably your your long term sort of goal. But there's obviously races between now and then. Uh, your next one's in Hamburg in in just uh, it's basically this coming or well, on the weekend. Uh, Tell me what what's the sort of plan for that? Obviously, that that course is a lot different to what you've just raced, and and both the Brownleys are going to be there. Uh, it's it's a pretty good field. Uh, what what are you hoping to 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 sort of achieve in Hamburg? Um, yeah, you know, top five, top five would be great for me. Um, you know, last year I had my best best race in my career there, and um, so you know I'm going to go in there with like more positive thoughts. Uh, Kitchbill last year I was sick and I had to pull out on the bike so going there to race was you know it was a bit of a mental mental barrier I needed to get over while I was there um so yeah I'm, you know I'm looking for a, t- a top five you know off the bike um I feel a little bit better in the sprint distance races um because it's you know it's uh it's more it's more anaerobic type running because it's you know I think it's we just go over 14 minutes maybe 14 10 14 15 for the 5k uh and so yeah it's going to be it's going to be quite an interesting race you know the Brownlees Gomez in there. Mario Mola is also going to do pretty well. He's going to run up with there, so it's going to be interesting to see. You know, we're going to have to look at it out the out the swim because you know I hope the breakaway doesn't you know take place because uh, last couple of races that's what's happened. So you know I'm going to be making sure that the bike you know in the second because there'll be a chase group. I want to make sure that that the bike stays honest and you know we try and we try and close the guys down within a lap or two. Okay, and Richard, you, you mentioned a couple of the youngsters coming through. I mentioned a little bit early on that, that I tell it to Vian Sulvalt. I mean, you look at Henry Skuman's uh, race uh, at the last one. South African triathlons in, in good shape. We've got a couple of good youngsters coming through, don't we? Yeah, we do. You know, it's uh, and, you know I've just I've just heard you know things have come together now with the funding and stuff as well, which you know I was quite um, 
I was quite quite worried about, you know, because it's, I mean, the talent's there. It's just, a, you know, it's usually the funding thing that actually gets the guys out and about and, you know, putting them on the circuit. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, with, with Henry, I, I looked at it and I said, you know, you throw Vian or you throw Henry into, you know, a World Series race and with their swims, you know, they'll come out front pack and they'll sit with it. They'll, they'll be able to ride with the bunch. It won't be an issue. And, you know, they'll get performances from that. And, you know, with the breakaways this year, they've, um, Henry's also, you know, he had in Yokohama, he, I only managed to catch him, you know, in the last in the last bit of the run, and you know he ran himself into a wonderful, you know, position, and now his, his rankings up. I think he's twelfth now in the in the World Series as well. So you know he's definitely coming up there, and you know it's 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 awesome to see that, uh, you know the guys guys are coming through, and then you know it's bringing up the you know the name of triathlon South Africa, and you know hope it's gonna hope it'll change change things slightly in the next year or two. That's exactly it. I mean, triathlon here in, in SA, it's, it's, it's a very niche sport. I mean, the numbers aren't massive, but we've got some really good athletes. I mean, if you look at, at the age groups and, and you look at guys on the longer distances, a guy like, like James Kanema, we've got the athletes, but there's, there's a lot of guys. And also, I mean, the age groups are, are very competitive, and it's just really cool to see guys performing at that sort of top level. Richard, if somebody's listening to this thing and, and maybe they're just getting into triathlon and they, they're sort of trying to find their feet or perhaps they're trying to just make that step up to become a, a really competitive age grouper in, in whatever sort of distance they're racing, give us, give us an idea, like, what have you done? Let, let's try and nail it down to, to one or two things. What have you done personally that's really made a massive difference to, to your sort of racing and has improved times big time? Um, yeah, well, I think the, the biggest thing was, uh, you know, going, you know, turning, well, turning full time, I wouldn't call it professional as of yet, but in 2010, I finished studying and, you know, I, I looked at it and I said, I'm going to give it two years and give it all I've got, you know, and you need to, you need to be a hundred percent dedicated and you need to be that what your, your, you know, your life needs to revolve around that. It can't really be a, you know, an outside type thing where you have a, you know, you have other, something else that you do that actually takes, takes away a lot of your focus. Um, so, you know, when I put all, I put all the cards in, uh, in 2010 and, you know, it, I think 2011, it was, you know, my swim still wasn't there. And, you know, 2012, I managed to, to have a good couple of races in the start of the season. I managed to get to the Olympics in 2012. So, you know, it's been definitely, you know, eating, sleeping and pretty much living triathlon to get there. Um, it's not a, you know, it's, it's like any other, I'm pretty certain most of the sports are pretty similar. Um, you know, what you, it's like what you put in is what you get out and, um, there's definitely, you know, on the swimming aspect as well, I had to go, you know, straight the way down, you know, it's a video analysis and I've gone through, you know, a couple of different swim coaches and, you know, a couple of people's, I've gained a little bit of information. And so it's been like the small little things, you know, you have to go back to the little basic parts of, of, you know, of how the sport is done. And then, you know, you, you, you work your way up from there. I mean, you, you talk about getting that swim of yours better as well. I mean, that. For me, a lot of people, I think, and, and I'm, please, I'm no expert by any stretch, is, is they have a, a weaker sort of discipline. So they, instead of trying to get that one better, they focus on maybe the other two that they're slightly better at. And they don't really spend time on that weak one because they think it's, they're just not going to get really that much better to, to sort of uh, justify the amount of time that they're spending on that weak discipline. W would you say that's really important is, is look at, at your disciplines and go, okay, which one needs some work and then, and then focus. Maybe take a year and go, okay, cool. You know what? This is the year that I'm going to get better in the water. The others aren't going to get much worse, but I'm I'm just going to make sure I get better at the one discipline. Yeah, it's uh, I definitely I definitely think you know a lot of people. It's you know it's easy, especially when I take some downtime. I look at you know I always I always lean towards the cycling and the running because for me that's a little bit easier. Um, it's more natural for me as well. So you know 
like ma mainly you'll do what you enjoy and what's easiest for you. Um, so I think, you know, if you want to improve something, you need to realize that it's, you know, the hard graft and, and those things, that's, it's all part, it's all part of it. And, you know, you're going to hate it for a long, you know, while you're doing it for quite a while, but you know, it, 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 it takes a little bit and, you know, as the better you get, the, the more you enjoy it. Um, and so, and obviously, you know, spend, you, you need to be realistic with yourself and you need to say, okay, you know, this is where it's at and, you know, you need to, you need to put in the time and, there's certain there's, there's, there's certain things that go there, but you know definitely you, sh you shouldn't be worried. You, the one that you you know the worst on you should you should actually be looking at it and all the small things that you're not doing correctly. You know those are the things you should be working on. And then Richard, just lastly, I mean, if somebody's listening to this and they're brand new to the sport and they they're just getting going, what what would if you could sit down with somebody and and just give them a couple of pointers who's who's brand new, what what would you say to them? Um, yeah, you know, well, it's it's mainly. I mean, it depends. It depends what your goals are and what your ambitions are. Um, you know, if you're doing it for the enjoyment of it, I wouldn't get, you know, too too nitty gritty and too serious into it because, you know, it kind of sometimes ends up ruining the fun of the sport a little bit. Um, yeah, it's an, I definitely think, you know, if you, you know, if you're doing triathlon and stuff, you, you want to try and get, you know, a reasonable amount of balance uh, to do with your the three disciplines. Uh, it's quite difficult, you know, if you, if you're not professional to, you know, to get a, get a good base of it and those types of things. And I mean, a lot of, a lot of people that are, uh, you know, age groupers and stuff, they battle to get, you know, not they can't do three sessions a day. There's just not enough time. Um, so it's, you know, definitely about cons also consistency is the biggest one, you know, to do a little bit of each one. Um, and then, you know, your body kind of gets used to that and gets, it, it becomes more uh, accustomed to it. And, you know, that's the, the best way of moving forward is about uh, being consistent, I think. That's awesome, yeah. It's 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 horrible being a, an age grouper that works because work gets in the way. It's it sucks. Yeah, it's like let's get this job done so I can you know go out and play. <laughs> it sucks horribly. Richard, all the best for for Hamburg. We'll be we'll be tracking you online as well. I'll pop all your details up on our website too. If folks want to follow you on Twitter, they can. I know you're very active uh, in social media and and you you interact quite a bit. So if anybody wants to sort of wish you luck, I'll I'll pop your details on on the website too. And yeah, we look we look forward to chatting again and and hopefully we can we can. Touch base after Hamburg because you had a, a really good race there last year and look forward to seeing more of the same. Great stuff, yeah. I hope I, I, I hope I can uh, live up to the expectation of last year, you know. But it was, yeah. I'm definitely definitely looking forward to it. Hamburg's one of the biggest, uh, biggest, most enjoyable events of the of the series. You know, there's last last year there was about quarter of a million people there. Uh, so you know, it's one of the biggest triathlon events in the world. And yeah, I'm very much looking forward to go back to go back there. I love chatting to, to athletes who aren't necessarily out-and-out out professional athletes. They, they work hard for a living, but they also train really hard and they, and they race hard when they get out there and, and do it as well. And, and I've got one of those on the show this week, Tracy Markham. Welcome on to Try Talk SA. Thanks for, for taking the time to chat to us. Thanks so much, Brad. It's, it's good being, being on Try Talk. Exciting stuff ahead. Yeah, Tracy, tell me, I mean, you, you've had some amazing results over the years. I mean, I've been following, following your journey for, for the last couple. But, but besides the results, we'll get into that in a moment. How did you get into triathlon? What sort of athletic backgrounds did you have? It's actually a, an interesting story how I got into triathlon. But as to my sports background, um, I was a swimmer at school. Nothing spectacular, but I felt most comfortable in the water. And then when I left school, I decided... That's it. I'm never getting back into the pool again. I'm tired of this chlorine story. And I took up playing soccer. Um, and then after that, left varsity and didn't really do much. Became a bit of a gym bunny. Um, it was pretty much the only thing I could fit into during working hours. 
And then in 2008, my dad was involved in a bike accident and he got bumped by a car and wasn't able to participate in the August. Um, but he refused to give up. And so he asked me if I would perhaps consider pedaling on the back of a tandem with him um, so that he could at least finish. And that was how I started cycling. And then I competed in the August um, in 2009 and 2010. And then 2011, I had a fall in the August in the bottom of Chapman's Peak. And I decided that was it. That was the end of cycling in bunches. It was just rubbish. Um, but I didn't want to give up riding my bicycle. So I investigated other opportunities and discovered one could ride a bike with no one within 10 meters of you in triathlon. I decided that's the sport for me. And that's when I got into triathlon. So you fairly knew at it. I mean, you, you haven't been doing it for, for that long and you've had some amazing results over the years. Uh, Tell me a little bit about sort of when, I mean, you've, you've raced at, at the highest sort of level. You represented uh, South Africa. When did you realize you actually had a little bit of ability? I think it was at my first half Ironman in January 2012. I went there with absolutely no expectations and ended up coming third in my age group with a, with a decent time um, for a first half Ironman. And then the, the thought popped into my head, well, perhaps, Perhaps this is a sport I could actually be good at. That's amazing. 2012, so you're looking not even a year and a half ago. You podium at 70.3, and the rest is sort of history. You, you're also you, you're not a full-time athlete by any stretch of the imagination. You've got a, you've got a full-time job, and, and we all sort of know, especially the longer, the longer distances. I mean, you could probably get away with doing a lot less if you're doing sprints and, and standard distance, but once you step up to, to the sort of half and, and full Ironman distance tries, it, it does take a lot, of, a lot of training and a lot of commitment. How do you balance that with, with your sort of work and, and your career? It was tough in the beginning, but I'm very grateful for the fact that I'm a morning person. Um, so it literally has become a, a way of life and that I know I have to get up early to train. Um, lunch hours are a, a nice to have and not a have to have. So a gym workout often gets um, done during lunch. And then after work, got to squeeze in another hour or so. So it literally comes down to, to time management. And I have to say a lot of family support. When your family as well as your friends understand that this is what you've committed to, they are all too happy to come and meet you for coffee after your session or, or come and um, join you for, for a swim. So it's all about time management and having support and you can, you can do it. And with regards, I mean, you talk about time management, how big, and that's probably something I struggle with, that's why I ask, and, and I work sort of weird hours, so I don't have a normal sort of set eight to five job, but how big is, is, is planning in your sort of training regime? Like, do you look at a week ahead and go, okay, these are the hours I'm working, this is the training I need to get in, and then do you sit down with your, your sort of calendar and go, okay, Monday we're doing this, Tuesday we're doing this, so your whole week is, is planned out before you start the week? Unfortunately, or fortunately, yes. My favorite saying in life, which I've come to live by, is if you fail to plan, then you're planning to fail. And I sit at the start um, every every two weeks, actually, when I when I get my program, and I sit down and I get out my color coordinating highlighters for paper and color coordinating buttons for my Outlook calendar, and I plot in all my exercises, all my meetings and social events if I can squeeze them in, color code them, plot them out, print it out, stick it up, and that's how I, that's how I manage. 
because it is it is such a tough thing to 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 sort of balance and and especially if you're going out if you if you're doing it just as a a sort of weekend warrior and you just want to go and finish the thing but if you if you get really competitive and and I mean I started the sport just as as a sort of thing to get fit and and lose a bit of weight but when you when you start sort of getting competitive and and realizing hang on a sec I could maybe qualify for this or qualify for that it becomes a a, lo- a lot more serious and a lot more difficult to juggle Looking ahead, Tracy, I mean, you've had some, some great results over the last year and a half. Looking ahead, what sort of ambitions have you got? What, do you, what, do you, what have you got your eye on? Definitely going back to, to World Champs, 70.3 distance. I, um, the race beat me last year. I um, wasn't able to go this year, but next year I want to go back and, and show the course who's boss. Um, so that's definitely on the radar. And then uh, a few other other local races here and there, and then we'll decide on a, a European race for next year if I can, can fit it in. But World Champs is the, the focus for me at the moment. Okay, and then if somebody's listening to this who's, who's maybe just getting going and, and, and sort of struggling to find their feet in the sport, what sort of advice would you give to, to an out-and-out newbie triathlete? For an out-and-out newbie, I would say your first point of call is to hook up with somebody who's been there and done that whether it's just to find out what you're in for or whether to hook up with them for, for weekly motivation and, and rides and, and run, I would definitely say that this is a sport whilst you race on your own and a lot of training is done on your own, you can't do it without, without support. So find someone that's done it um, and get, get some advice and some pointers from them. That's, that's fantastic advice. Tracy, you also mentioned when, you, when you're sort of planning your two-week blocks that when you get your program, I take it you, you've got a coach? I do. I have a wonderful coach, Diana McPherson from Dynamic Coaching. I've been with her since I decided to, to get involved with, with triathlon um, and it's been, the, been amazing. Been, I don't think I would have got the results I would have without her. That's what I wanted to touch on. I mean, how, how important would you say it is to, to someone who's maybe starting out in the sport to, to sort of actively seek out a coach? I think a lot of people underestimate what, what training involves. Training doesn't mean just going to ride your bike as hard as you can for as long as you can or getting in the pool and swimming a thousand laps. So in terms of getting the most out of out of your training and not waste, wasted mileage, they say, even for your weekend warrior. I'd say having a coach who can just point you in the right direction. Um, it doesn't have to be a 20-hour-a-week focus program that you can't cope with, but whether to sit down with them, um, find out what's best for you, what you want to achieve, and then work out your hours to, what, to your goals. I think that's the the best way for a person to who wants to who give triathlon a go. Make sure you're doing the best that you can do with your time and ability. Okay, and, and then sticking with the coach, what what should someone who who's never been coached? I mean, uh, let me use myself as an example. I mean, I've mm-hmm. I've I've been doing this sport for a few years now and have never sort of had a, an out-and-out coach. Yeah, I've asked people for advice, but I've never been given training programs. I've just sort of. <laughs> gone by feel and, and that sort of thing. But if, if someone's look yeah, exactly. If someone's looking for a coach, what should they look for in a coach? You you need to look for somebody that's interested in you. Um I'm all for 
having a look at those generic programs. Um, I think they're given an indication of what you need to be doing. But unless your coach is interested in you and really gets to know you as a person and your abilities, I think you you might be wasting your, your time, money, and, and efforts. I think your first point of call when considering a coach is, does this person have my best interests at heart and are they interested in getting to know me um, rather than can I just throw some money at a generic program? I don't think that's that's the your best way forward. I'm taking furious notes. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, and, and I want to dig a bit deeper. I want some, some, some of your secrets. What, and this is a tough question, over your sort of triathlon career, what is the one thing you've done that's given you the best results, that's sort of helped you improve the most? Run slower. I think that is something that revolutionized my training. Um, being a bit of an A-type is one of those people want to give 100% or 110% and run as hard and fast as I can. I think that was actually detrimental. So having my coach say to me, Trace, you need to just run slower. Tay has taken my running from a 145 half marathon to a 128 half marathon. And I put that down to running slower. Is, is that meaning that you used to go out too fast and blow, so you would just run within yourself so that you pace it better? No. Or? In training, in training, I think, like I mentioned, your wasted mileage. Um, people will go and run 17 or 20 kilometers as fast as they can because that's what they're going to do on race day. Um, they never take time to do their long, slow runs, long and slow. So, yes, you need your interval sessions on when you're running, and yes, you need to do a little bit of hill work. But when it comes down to your long runs, you need to do it slowly. And you don't need to do everything at race pace. Your heart is never going to get stronger. Your legs are never going to get stronger. Um, and your body's not going to learn how to cope on an endurance event unless you practice running slowly. That's actually some great, great advice. Tracy, thank you so much for, for chatting to us today and uh, all the best. What's your, what's your next race? I know you're targeting 70.3 to, to get that qualifier in for, uh, for World Champs, but you're obviously building up to a couple other things as well. What, what are you looking at next? Oh, well, you've got to do Clan William Triathlon because it is such a laugh and such a jaw. So I'll definitely be there. Um, and then there is the Slunghook Triathlon, which will, which will be next. Also, such a jaw, a great race, probably the high, my highlight race. And then get some good mileage in with Jailbreak, which is on a Friday this year. So it's going to be interesting. I think it's worth taking a day's leave for. Okay, fab. And then we'll see you, we'll definitely see you down at 70.3 if we don't see you at those. Absolutely, 100%. Full guns blazing at 70.3. I can't, can't wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Look forward to seeing you there too. Awesome stuff, Trace. Thanks a lot for chatting and we'll catch up soon. Well, one of the things I love about sort of Ironman sanctioned races is just the, the sort of vibe and the energy that you, you get around those races. And if you've done one, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't, the only way to experience it is by actually doing it. And uh, I'm really chuffed to have uh, Vadna Smith on the show today, who's the race director for the 5150 uh, race that's coming up. There's actually two of them, but uh, the first one's coming up in Bella Bella uh, towards the end of this year. Vanna, welcome on to Try Talk SA. Thanks for your time today. Tell us a little bit about 5150 as a brand. Uh, where's Ironman going with that? 
So that um, the 50 on 50 triathlon series is the um, Olympic distance race series, and the name comes from the 1.5k swim, plus the 40k bike, plus the 10k run. If you add that up, it's 51.50 kilometers that you do on race day, and that's where the branding comes from. Now, the uh, 5150 series is a global series that runs in North America, Europe, Africa, obviously, Asia, and Australia. And it culminates in the 5150 Ivy US Champs every year, which is the richest triathlon uh, in the world. So, in South Africa, we've got two events, and we're gradually building more up in this race series. Okay, Vanny, you talk of the two two events. Obviously, the first one's Bella Bella, and if I, I speak under correction, but I think this year's the third third time you guys are doing it? Yes, that's correct. It's the third uh, 50 on 50 Bella Bella triathlon, and uh, we're very chuffed with what we've, um, what we've managed to achieve over the last two years with the event. Okay, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to chat to you today. Obviously, that race is coming up uh, towards the end of the year, but more importantly, entries are, are almost about to close for, for that one. Uh, tell me about the race. When is it happening? Uh, and if, if somebody's listening to this and they want to enter, what do they need to do? Well, to, to enter the race, um, it's all website-based. So you go to... Um, www.5150.co.za or that is so 5150 is written 5150 and from there you can choose both events um, either Grilini or, or Bella Bella so you choose Bella Bella and there's all the information and athletes guide on the event and there is a button the option of register for the event and you just go through the whole process there um, uh, with easy, easy reach which is just a simple um, entry process. The entrance closes on the 26th of July, and people who's thinking about it should really well, um, hurry up because the event actually 80% sold out. Okay, so okay, so that that's pretty tight, and, and there's probably a good chance that it will be sold out before that entry date closes. Uh, Van, it's, it's a great, I mean, the 5150 is a great sort of event. If, if you're looking ahead at maybe doing 70.3 in East London in January or, or possibly the, the, the full Ironman in Nelson Mandela Bay in April, it's, it's a great event to sort of get a taste of, of what you can expect as far as vibe and that goes. But you mentioned also there's a second one that's happening in Kuruleni. That's a brand new race you guys are putting on for the first time this year. Tell us a little bit about that one. Yes, the uh, Ikrulini 5150 African Champs is a race we're really excited about. Um, it is it's a big thing, and um, entries are open for the event, but it's set in Germiston Lake, and it's a one-lap um, um, swim course, one-lap bike course, and then uh, a two-lap run course, and um, it's all set there, and uh, this is going to become a big triathlon uh, in this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at the, the, the races that, that you guys are involved in from an Ironman brand perspective here in South Africa, I mean, there's no disrespect, but like it's, it's, it's not in the major, major centers like a Johannesburg, Cape Town, Durban. Obviously, there's East London, Port Elizabeth, Bella Bella, but this one is in the heart of Johannesburg, so it's really accessible. You don't have to book accommodation if, you, if you're not 
or if you live in Joburg, I also think it's probably going to be a massive, massive race. Other races that have happened uh, at, at Germiston Lake before is obviously the, the Janisburg uh, City the Triathlon Series. That, I've heard, is not happening anymore. How similar, from a, a route perspective, is the, the, the 5150 going to be to, to that series, Vanna? Um, it will have nothing to do with the Jabbik City Triathlon course. I was actually involved with the first five years of the Jabbik City Triathlon and see if I chance which we're holding. And um, we, there we had uh, a two-lap uh, swim course, a uh, four-lap bike course and a um, four-lap run course. And that happened at Victoria Lake Club, um, which was a very uh, cramping area in the sense of making it all happen. Um, with the 5150 um, African Champs, uh, it's on, in the lands of the renovated new um, Germiston Municipal Park. And there's a piece of lawn that's about almost 200 meters long and 40 meters wide, and that's where the transition's going to be, and it's setting up uh, a, a public tent, VIP tent, uh, finishes, um, athletes finishes, area tents. Um, so we're going in toilets and all sorts of infrastructure, um, uh, on that side into the park, and um, so it's going to be a whole new, different experience. Um, so uh, we are very excited how that's going to turn out. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Is that going to be a, an ongoing yearly event as well, Van, or is it a, a once-off as the African Cup? Uh, no, it, 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 it's uh, going to happen for the next three years. And um, what happens is we sign um, an agreement for three-year terms with the local authorities. And so the dates are actually known for the next few years, and it's going to always be the first Sunday of November for 2013, 14, and 2015. Okay, so that's a great one to put into your calendar already for the next three years if you want to do a race in you in Joburg. Vanna, it's amazing. I mean, that's probably one of the biggest issues for, for triathletes living up in Joburg is there aren't many races up here, and it's just so cool to, to hear of a race of, of a 51-50 sort of standard and caliber uh, when it comes to organization and just vibe and that sort of thing that's going to be happening uh, at, at that race. As far as the, the two races, the Bella Bella and the Ikuruleni, road closure for those races, what's it what's it looking like? Um, the... Um yeah, by both races, we've, we've got lane restrictions uh, for um, for the bike course. Um, in, in both uh, cases, the uh, municipalities are um, of stakeholders in the event, and um, we do have um, lane, lane closures uh, in uh, in terms of road use for the cycling course, um, as well as in the run course. The run course in Bella Bella is entirely on forever resorts ground. Um, so we basically run through the uh, the uh, caravan park and the uh, chalet um, area. So um, there's no public roads, and the internal roads of the uh, of the resorts closed off. So um, it is a yeah, very nice cool set. Okay, and then Vanna, I mean, I can sing the praises of of the Ironman sort of brand and those races, but from a, a race director perspective, if somebody's listening to this who's never ever done uh, an Ironman sanctioned event, t- tell tell us a little bit about what what they can expect. Well, first of all, um, it, it is a big budget event. Um, it is a very well organised event from the moment that you arrive for registration, um, that you check in your bike, the race briefing, 
the uh, coming to uh, the intention uh, we get on the course, um, the music, the DJ, the master of ceremony, uh, we've got Paul Kay, um, who's well known. He's currently doing Iron Man races in Europe. He's a world-class triathlon race commentator. Uh, we've got a great award uh, ceremony and that type of thing. So what we generally find is very, very happy customers when they go home um, and uh, a great, great experience, something that, well, that was a really nice experience. I'll be back next year. And that's how events have grown. And Bella Bella has grown 108% from 2011 to 2012. Um, obviously, we're not going to let it grow another 100% this year uh, because we do have a cap on the field. Um, but um, our agents, uh, our, our customers uh, from previous years are our best marketing agents for the, our events. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely spot on, Van. And then so, some of the, the, the cool things that happen around like a 70.3 and, and, and a full Ironman are, are the sort of kids' races and the Iron Girl. Are there similar sort of events at the 5150s? Um, at the moment, you know, we don't, we don't have anything in, in 2013 for an Iron Kid or Iron Girl. Um, what we will have, though, at the um, at Germiston is we've got, we're going to cater for 100 teams, and we are encouraging corporates to get involved and to uh, we're having a corporate division inside the existing race um, at Germiston. Uh, so there is a corporate challenge within the team section of the journalist and race. Um, in, in, in years to come, uh, uh, given uh, getting sponsorships, uh, we, we do want to expand the weekend experience for adding side events to the uh, 5150 races like we do with Ironman and Ironman 7.3. Brilliant. Vanna, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, it's been great catching up with you, uh, and I'm sure we'll chat soon, uh, if not before Bella Bella, definitely before the Ikuruleni race. And, and we'd love to, to sort of just hear how it goes and, 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 and wish you all the best. Thank you, Brad. Thanks uh, for your time. appreciate the opportunity to chat to you and your listeners. <laughs> Well, that's a wrap for this week's episode of Try Talk Essay. Don't forget, uh, still a chance for you to win on our website. Uh, there's an entry to the Midlands Ultra Triathlon up for grabs. All you need to do uh, is head over to that website and click on the banner on the right-hand side uh, that says uh, win an entry to the Midlands Ultra Triathlon. Answer this simple question and you'll go into the draw. We're running the competition over eight weeks and uh, if you enter every single week, you stand eight chances uh, to win that entry. And the question I want to ask you is who is the defending champion of the ITU World Cup events in Hamburg? Uh, that's coming up this coming weekend. We chatted to him earlier on on the show this week. Uh, just head over to trytalksa.co.za and answer that question. Thanks again for listening. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Look forward to having you on board for Episode 5 next week. Some big guests lined up for that one as well.
Very, very excited, and uh, we'll have those details up for you online as soon as they do become available. Don't forget, if you want to be in touch, we love your feedback. If you can think of any guests that you'd like us to interview, uh, some great suggestions coming through as well, uh, you can pop us an email, podcast at trytalksa.co.za. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. Pop us a tweet if you'd like. It is at trytalksa, or you can like our Facebook page as well. It's as easy as getting over to www dot facebook dot com forward slash uh, forward slash try talk sa for myself brad brown have yourself a brilliant week and we'll chat again soon cheers bye